And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Lessons episodes of Success Story. These Lessons episodes will be shorter clips from past guests, accomplished value community members, and myself. In each short episode, we'll feature concise and insightful, actionable conversations and tactics, providing you with real-world strategies and tips to help you achieve your personal and professional goals. If you're seeking a no-nonsense approach to growth and progress, you've come to the right spot. Settle in, take notes, and enjoy. Look at my problem, right? Understand the basics of it, and give me your insight on where a solution can come from. I don't spend half an hour telling you I have a very common problem. My firewall doesn't work, right? You tell me what you know about firewalls, but this is not a. I don't want to spend 15, 20 minutes sharing with you all of my problems. You should be able to recognize my problems and be familiar with it. So, um, the the by doing a discovery call, by being nice, by being looking for rapport, by doing all the things that you sort of see other other salespeople do, you are um, not only you're losing control, but you're you are not controlling the sale in a way that's frustrating for the buyer. The buyer wants to see you controlling it. Okay, he wants you to ask very specific questions. It looks like your firewall is, you know, causing a couple of data security hacks. They're coming over the TCP IP 11. It looks like you've got, you know, 17 breaches in the last 60 days. You know, five of those involve the real data loss. You know, we see this pretty often. This happens in, you know, 50 to 80 person organizations as they start to crest through eight petabytes of data. Is that about, I'm like, I'm not even in this business, right? But is that about right? You know, they want to see you starting to control the set of ideas and the conversation controlling the frame yeah. around which the conversation is happening. So pitch anything was about frame control, how to focus the buyer on certain things that matter and get their focus away from things that don't matter. How to, you know, how to frame time, how to frame power, how to frame scarcity. And these are the things that can be done. And it gives some ideas on how to do it. Flip the script gives the scripts to control the, uh, the presentation and the conversation and the sales process with the buyer. You have – so, so uh, the real outcome is flip the script. It lets you create a sandbox, and that's where the control is. It lets you create a sandbox 
that the buyer can then play in and do anything he wants, have autonomy. That's what could, that's a problem with control, right? When you really try and control somebody, so Scott, what do you think? Is this something you'd be interested in? If I could get you the price that you were looking for, you know, is this something we could sign up for today? Tell you what, I have a special discount. It expires at the end of the week. I'll talk to my manager. If he'll approve you, I can get this for just $900 a month. Is that something we can go forward with, right? That is aggressive and it's controlling. The reason you don't like that is because it takes away your autonomy. Mm -hmm. And autonomy, you can have Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What he forgot to put on it is autonomy. Food, water, shelter, love, safety. Above all of that stuff is autonomy. I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Every human has that built into their DNA, right? Autonomy and, and self-governance is the highest emotional, highest survival need. So when you as a salesperson start to take away autonomy, self-governance, self-decision-making ability, then you're losing the sale. So you work so hard as a salesperson to do all, be nice and, and prepare a presentation, give the features and benefits. Then towards the end of the sale, start to take the buyer's autonomy away when they're tired, they want to leave, they really don't want to see your face anymore. Uh, and now you're going for control, take their autonomy away. That creates a failure state. So flip the script lets you create a sandbox where you set all the parameters and then you back away and you give total autonomy to the buyer at the time that he wants it. And that's why when we close, like you say, oh, you know, hey, Orrin Claps sold a million copies of Pitch Anything, number one most interviewed sales, you know, trainer, sales guy, pitch guy, finance guy, uh, you know, on the internet. And, and, and what's your best close? And my best close is this. So that's um, anything else we should do here? I mean, I think we're wrapping up. Um, you know, if, uh, if you don't have anything else, we're probably gonna pack up our stuff and leave. That's my close. You can't close at the end. There's nothing you can do at the end of the sale to push somebody into making a purchase. Now, if, if, if you do, most of the time it just falls apart. Like it'll fall apart at contract, it'll fall apart at finance. Fall apart. So, so yeah, maybe you can get a signature, you can get a yes. But in a deal, and remember, I don't sell TVs. You know, I raise yeah. $10 million or sell million dollar contracts or $500,000 things. You know, maybe you could sell a TV that way. I don't know, an iPhone, maybe a car. You know, but, but when you really get into enterprise sales or services, the, the end of the sale is not when you can start to control someone to push them into the deal. Even if you get it, it will fall apart. So um, what you can do is set the whole thing up. Big idea, problem, the solution, why do it now, um, the, the, you know, the value proposition, what you get, how it works, the, the social proof or the reputation, um, um, you know, who else we work with, uh, what we think the, the solution is. And then you could say, but I need to get more, you know, I need to know more about you, as I said before, before we sort of agree to work with you, right? And, and so when you set it up in that way, you set up the sandbox where they are pitching you. To become the. Of, of, of uh, you know, how to work with you as opposed to you pitching the idea that they should, you know, sign an agreement or give you a yes. So there's, there's three things that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, there's three things that you mentioned outside of everything, the positioning, the value prop, like all these things, all these like classical sales things that people will recognize that a lot of people won't recognize. So when I pull the book, it says status alignment, certainty gap, 
and presenting your ideas as plain vanilla. Well, the presenting ideas as plain vanilla sort of does speak for itself, but um, even that is something that probably a lot of people, it, it doesn't really, uh, it's something they think of when they're pitching a product or a solution. So the sandbox is setting all the points so that you know that by the time you're, you're closing your laptop, you're walking out of the room, you've already set that sandbox, but it's a controlled sandbox and they're going to be buying from you. They're going to be almost soliciting to buy from you because they want that. They want that. So that's like the, the sandbox that you let them play in. But what are the other points that you mentioned? Real world example of that, we had a guy come in, uh, you know, I met him here at the office on the weekend. It's a big deal, you know, multi couple million dollars and uh, made a little presentation to him. We started leaving because uh, I had to get back to my family, you know, and again, it was a weekend. And I said, hey, John, uh, so, you know, what are we doing here? What's the plan for getting the agreement signed up, you know, as we're leaving? And he said, oh, the agreement? Yeah, I signed that when I walked in. I just wanted to meet with you a little bit. It's on the conference room table. So that is the idea of inception, you know, that, that Flip the Script covers is you put all the ideas in the buyer's mind and then with no control, no force, no pressure, no aggression, those ideas assemble themselves into the notion, I have to work with Scott. I have mm -hmm. to work with Orange. I have to work with Joe Bag of Donuts, whoever you are. Um, so, so, you know, going back to your thing, I think, yeah, we'll touch on those couple of points quickly. Uh, status alignment. If somebody does not believe that you are a peer to them in their industry, it will always be very difficult to close a deal. The low status position, the, the, the be occupying a lower point in the dominance hierarchy of business, and society means someone will be looking down at you and not working across from you. When people look down at you, they feel like they have a, a power, right? When somebody has power over you, whether it's perceived or real, a couple of things really happen. They see you physically at a very surface level, right? They don't see your depth and your capability and your character and your insight. And that's where the value in a sale comes from. Your transparency, your honesty, your value, your integrity, your experiences, who you are as a person. They discount all of that, right? I mean, think about it. When you, not to be mean, but when you go valet your car, you know, hey, motherfucker, here's the keys. Don't ding it, right? I'm, I got a picture of you. And then you're, you know, you're not interested. Are you going to college? You know, why are you working here? Um, what's your... Uh, you know, what are your goals in life? Uh, you know, none of you just see that person as a valet and then you just lose everything else. But there are a million, there are a million levels deep as a person. But in that particular interaction, that's not going through your mind. Because of power. Because yeah. just you have, you have power, right? You feel powerful over that person. So you see them at a very surface level. You don't see any of their value. Number two is you take risks around that person you would not take around a peer. Check your phone. Um, you know, ignore messages, maybe leave the room, you know, order something to eat, start a co side conversation while they're talking. The, if, if you were talking to the, you know, the president of your local bank branch who's approving a, a $20 million loan for you, right? You guys are talking about that loan and it's the final loan decision, right? And a call came in from your girlfriend, your wife, you know, your, your whoever, your, your partner. The, the, um, you're not answering that call. You're not taking that call. Yeah. So when, when you're trying to sell somebody and they take that call, that has meaning. They feel power over you, right? Hey, can you hold on a second? Yeah, mom. Oh, no, just um, so, so um, <laughs> no, hundred percent, no, hundred percent. I get it. I totally, I, I get it. So, so how do you, how do you fix that? How do you fix that? Uh, I mean, 
the, I think, you know, flip the script goes through that pretty mechanically, but um, you, you have to create that status alignment, right? And there, there's lots of ways to do it. I'll give you a really easy way. Uh, so most people start a meeting like this. Hey, Scott, thanks for having us in. We really appreciate coming in here. You know, it's a great company. Um, we want to meet with you for a while. I think our product would really make an improvement to your accounting system. And you'll find like if you go with us, and, and I know, you know, you can, you can buy any accounting system. Great Plains is great. Oracle has a great system. But I think you're really going to like us. And if you, if you end up choosing us, you're going to find customers always right. You can call me on the weekend. You know, I'll give you, you know, my phone number. And, and we, we are very service oriented. And I'm, I'm just excited to be here today to show you how our system can help you make money. Just typical. I've seen that a thousand times. Typical opening, right? That is the low status. Um, um, you know, position yourself without alignment. You're not a peer when you say those things. You're a sales guy, right? And you're giving power to the buyer. So how do you fix it? Hey, Scott, I know you're busy this time of year. I'm super busy as well. I don't know if we're lucky or dumb or we have a great product, but whatever the case is, we just don't have enough time in the day. I'm glad we were able to get this meeting on the calendar. I, I know I reserved about an hour for it. We might have to cut it to 40 minutes just so I can keep my day moving along. It does, I see your team is here. Does anybody need fluids in or out? If not, let's get started. Okay, that is just a very simple thing that anybody can do to create status alignment. Your time is as valuable as my time. Okay, salespeople who have all the time in the world to sit around until they get kicked out of an office are, are low status. Uh, so, so that is a, you know, time scarcity is a very easy way to get status alignment, right? Uh, you know, again, just so when you think you know the answer, I change the question, right? Hey, send me, so that's at the beginning, at the end, why don't you guys send up a proposal? No, that's what, I, look, I'd love to give you guys a proposal. What do I put in the proposal? Do we have a, you know? What yeah, do we have a deal? Why am I wasting my time if we're not gonna? I, listen, I, you know, it takes me two, three hours to put together a proposal. What do I put in it? Look, I'm not gonna work harder on your company than you will, okay? You guys, let, you need a proposal, let's run through it. What do we put in there? You know, what, uh, when's delivery? What are the terms? How much financing do you need? You know, when's the start date? What's the suite of services? You know, if we're really doing a proposal, let's go through it, we'll write it up and get this thing rolling, okay? Mm -hmm. But no, I'm not gonna send over a proposal. Now, I, I had a woman um, uh, call up and I mean, we're busy. And she said, you know, why don't you, um, uh, I heard a little bit about you guys. We were referred to you. Why don't you tell me, you know, start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Right. And I go, no, I'm not going to do that. She goes, what? You know, CFO of a $50 million <laughs> company. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, what do you think we do here? I'm in the information booth. Like, you didn't go to our website. You didn't read my book. Right. Um, listen. <laughs> Most people show up and they go, Oren, how do we work with you? Right? Not Oren, who are you? Like, and I understand you don't have to research everybody on LinkedIn, but how hard is it to research Oren Claff? Just type in O in Google and everything else will fill itself out. I'm half the <laughs> internet. Come on, give me a break, lady. Right? She goes, I have never been talked to like that ever. I'm like, you have now. Okay. Now, the, the, the reality is maybe that becomes a deal, maybe it doesn't, but she is not confused yeah. about what level 
in the status hierarchy of us doing business, I'm at. And in fact, though, what, what happened is the CEO of that company jumped in and said, oh, Susan, Susan, like, we got to understand who Oren is. Like, you know, this guy is amazing. And she calmed down and we ended up doing that deal. But that is, and, and we never had that problem for her again. She ordered the book, fell in love with the book and, and everything like that. So status alignment is super important. And those are some things you could do is not allow somebody to put you in the low status position. Now, now certainty, uh, you know, is a good, I mean, this is why deals don't happen is, is it's not that people believe you're lying or your product doesn't work. Um, they just don't have certainty that the things you say that will happen in the future really will happen when you say they'll happen in the way that you say they'll happen. That's why people seek out certainty and they make that decision. Do not, can you do it? Are you a good person? Are you hardworking? Are you honest? Are you ethical? Do you guys have good clients? Am I certain that the value I want will happen when I need it to happen? Certainty. And I feel like certainty comes back to expertise. Of all the things, I mean, because you could offer guarantees and money back guarantees and logos and, and um, uh, you know, prior performance and track record and everything like that. That's good at papering over history. But I think people make a judgment and create certainty around your ability to deliver value on how big of an expert you are. If you really understand their problem at the Nat's eyebrow, the deepest level, uh, it, but, you know, but, and, and, and they feel like you know and have solved their problem before and it's easy for you to solve, that creates a lot of certainty that the promises you're going to make, that the promises you make really will, will happen. So certainty uh, can be developed by showing someone that you're an expert in their usually technical problem or showing them in a technical way that you solve these problems all the time. And then your last, uh, your last question was around uh, um, pl plain vanilla. I think, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people today are focused around getting attention because our product is new and novel and does things in a way that's never been done before, right? Um, so, you know, that's, that's excitement of apps. You know, the apps tend to be, be totally new, um, do things in a totally different way and are, you know, and, and that's why there's this expression, you know, the app will fail fast, right? Yeah. And so, it, you know, there's a new app that does this, there's a new website that does this, and there's a, right? So new, the, the, the awesome thing about new is it attracts people to look at whatever it is and try it. Well, there's no risk in trying out your new website or app and it's free and it doesn't cost anything, right? The problem is when you're doing real business and you're attracting people with the newness of your idea because it attracts them. But when they realize and think about buying it and using it, the novelty also creates avoidance and scares them away. An example I use in the book is, hey, we're all sort of be super interested in a robot uh, doctor right, who will perform surgery on you. It's cheap, it's accurate, um, you know, it's AI, uh, you know, you can get a surgery that otherwise would have cost $150,000 for $5,000, right? It's new, it's exciting, 
It's novel. And so that I would attract everybody to look at this robot doctor. There isn't a person who wouldn't look at it, but who would really use it mm -hmm. when they start to think about it. So newness attracts people and gets them to look at it, but the novelty of things also creates avoidance, makes people run away. So that's why we try to make things look plain vanilla. This is just like every other surgery that's been done. It's like every other appendix removal that's been done in the last 15 years. It's the same surgical procedure. It's the same protocol. It's the same medicine. Uh, it's the same, uh, you know, nurses and physician assistants, same hospital, same bed, same drug delivery system. The only, it's just a plain vanilla surgery. The only thing that's different is we have the doctor assisted by an AI system. So just one new thing, but everything else is the same. So now I don't have to get my head around this entire thing being new and risky and the stakes being high. Um, but, but, you know, we try and frame, frame things as the same as every other one that's ever been done successfully, except for this one new thing. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot -E 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 com slash success. 
Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 